to the Fantastic Podcast, where we believe that through books and banter, all is possible. I'm Steph, aka Ideally Inspired Reviews on Instagram, and I'm joined by... I'm Ava of Imaginative on Instagram. Today's episode, we are wrapping up our May reads and discussing our <laughs> upcoming June reads. <laughs> um, yeah, like, honestly... Um, thinking ahead is like gives me mild anxiety. <laughs> oh, good for you! It gives but, me major anxiety. Woo! June is just mild so. anxiety. July is the massive like Papa Zanny yeah. every day <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> but anyways, aside from that, yes, <laughs> let's talk about our books. <laughs> Indeed. Um, just as a reminder, our May theme was reading books that inspire wanderlust, which is our favorite. Mm-hmm. And June is going to be focusing on another favorite, which is gay. So this is our yay, please gay. take time to yay gay. <laughs> yes. Um, which isn't to say that we don't read queer books throughout the year because we certainly do. But this is definitely our time to highlight some of our favorite queer authors, queer books, queer characters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, even though I have the script up right in front of me, that's what I was going to say. Um, but before we get to Anxiety. that, before we get to the gay, we're going to talk all about what we read for May. So, Steph, tell us a little bit about what you read for the May Readtastic prompt, which book gave you wanderlust? So um, a lot of my books gave me wanderlust this month. Um, so I'm just going to pick one. This wasn't the original one that I was going to read. Um, but, you know, when does anything ever go according to plan? Figures, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but the book that I ended up reading this month that fit the bill was Tragic by... <laughs> that's so really funny. It sounded like I was saying it's a tragic read. <laughs> that actually but the really title of on, the book is yeah, Tragic. <laughs> I know, right? Um, a Tragic by Debney Perry. Uh, it is, I believe, the third book in her Lark Cove series. Um, it, it's, it was a reread for me. Um, um, I was prompted to read it. It wasn't originally on my May G- uh, TBR, um, but I, I read it because um, Devney like launched a Kickstarter this month and um, it, like she was doing special editions of the Lark Cove series. And I was like, man, it's been like such a long time since I like read beyond like book one in that series. And so I, I read Tragic. Um, and aside from it being again on brand for, um, (laughs) me and Ava, uh, the podcast, it, it, um, transported me to the mountains of Montana. Um, it is like extraordinarily hot here right now in Maryland where I live. And, um, so being able to read about like a cool temp, spring late spring and actually ironically it also takes place in may um was so nice um but in that book it is about a the hero is like this burly mountain man so hello 
Um, Mm -hmm. He, like, is a recluse. He lives in this, like, cabin in the woods. (laughs) And he kind of isolated himself there after a tragic something that happened. And you you read about it in the prologue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shocker. Um, And the heroine is because these are all interconnected standalones. The heroine is she she was featured in an earlier book. Um, she's relocating to Montana from New York. And um, so she ends up buying the cabin that's like a fixer upper that's next door. Air quotes next door mm-hmm. as next door as you can be in the mountains um, <laughs> to this burly mountain man um, named Kane. And um, they ended up like it's enemies to lovers um live for it um they end up like (laughs) he got mad because she was like fixing up the house and so like the workers had brought like a dumpster obviously to like for all of the demolition and stuff and he was mad because he's like oh you're making a mess like on my property and um so like he goes to confront her and at this point she's living like on an airstream on the property and she's like actually no you asshole like i had a surveyor come and that's my property and then after this heated exchange they end up like having a very angry hookup which i love um and it's kind of a lot of sex Yes, yes. And she's like recovering from and air quotes recovering, but she um, is recently getting over a divorce um, and she was married to a celebrity, like an actor who cheated on her. Um, And so like, obviously, she's got emotional baggage and he has emotional baggage. And so it's a lot of a lot of trauma and tragedy. <laughs> Hello, tragic. But aside from that, yeah, it was really great. I loved it. Um, there are bears. So. Um, <laughs> there are bears like like the queer bears? Like actual, like, like, like raw, like, like okay. furry. Well, raw, I mean. Beast. <laughs> okay, I know it's really not getting any better. An actual animal, not a shifter or a monster romance, but a bear. Um, they're they're actual bears. Um, and also, big plus, the burly mountain man is also a carpenter, and he builds her apology furniture, and I love it. Um, so again, yeah, it's it's really great. I know, right? I need one of those. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I need a nice like live edge (laughs) coffee table, please. That would be great. A man (laughs) who can apologize. I know. A man who does it with furniture. I know. I know. I mean, and again, bearded, burly mountain man named Kane. Like such a strong name. Um. Yeah, no, it's really as great. A, it's as, really great. I someone recommend. who lives in the mountain state that, like, yeah, is supposed to have those, I can 100% guarantee that they don't exist um, in Colorado. <laughs> that is so, so disappointing. If, isn't that the most disappointing thing ever? Yes, like, yes. listen, it's not, it's not giving, like, burly mountain men as much as it's giving, like, granola frat boy is Ugh. kind of what we That's have so here sad. like skinny jeans i yeah. yeah like this guy wears like carhartt pants and like <laughs> like an at like he actually like it's actually in the text he wears like carhartt and he's like using hand tools not even always power tools like he's like 
Oh, it's great. No, it's wonderful. A man that can work with his hands. Uh, yeah, it was a nice little, it was a nice little reprieve. Um, obviously, I'll talk about more books that I read, um, but that's the main one that I wanted to highlight that fit the bill mm-hmm. for this month's prompt. Um, what about you, Ava? What was your read of the month? Yeah, so I only read five books this month, which is Again, on very brand. bad for I mean, me. I mean, it's like, on brand for us as of late. Like the last few months yeah. have just been, they've been. Um. (laughs) I I think I read like 20 in January and now five so that's fun um (laughs) but I'm still I mean you started the year off right I should say not the I did start the I did start the year off correct yep that's it, it went well um and every single one of these books was a well that's not true every single book except for two was a reread um so that's not also awesome. Um, but I'll just I'll just get to the I'll cut to the chase. I'll put everyone out of their misery. So shocker, I went back to my big sprawling epic fantasies. I have not been I've just been like let down by all of the romances that I've tried to start um recently. Hmm. I was on a huge like contemporary romance, like paranormal kick kind of like historical romance in the beginning of the year and it was all I wanted to read and then now I have officially transitioned out of it um you've had enough contemporary (laughs) yeah I mean I've had like I I mean honestly like romance oh that's true I mean I get it even like romanticy is like not really hitting the spot for me right now I think that's because I'm trying to write it and so I'm just oh, your headspace so is, like, is a different, yeah, my like it's already, is there. already there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get um, it. I mean, honestly, I will yeah. say that that's how it is too. Like even working with bookish box, like yeah, I'm reading a lot of like fantasy for the box. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. by the time it comes like for me to read, read, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to contemporary now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get it. I get totally. it. But anyways, but I'm sorry. Um, but yes. Yeah, so yes, your fantasy. No, 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 no. You're fine. That's my thing. So I just went back and I, you know, went to the things that I love. Um, (laughs) So the Ruin of Kings, which is so nice because it actually fits the May and the June prompts very well, um, which is exciting. It it gives me massive wanderlust. The thing about this book that I like so much is that I feel like it is... I feel like it's the book that I wish had been my introduction to fantasy. Unfortunately, my introduction to fantasy, and when I say fantasy, I sort of mean like our modern fantasy. I categorize the Lord of the Rings in like its own area (laughs) just because of how like, duh, of course it is. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like modern fantasy, I'm going to throw like Game of Thrones in there and like Brandon Sanderson and Patrick Rothfuss. So stuff that kind of started percolating in like, the 90s, early 2000s, and is now kind of really hitting its stride after Game of Thrones, like, normalized nerdiness, I guess. Um, but The Rune of Kings is really the book that I wish had gotten the same amount of attention. Um, shocker, I would love for a female writer to get the same amount of attention as a bunch of male fantasy authors, if you can believe that. Um, but what I love so much about the series is that it takes all of the things that make fantasy familiar so like the chosen one trope and the prophecies and the crazy world building and the politics and the scheming and the magic 
and it all it like subverts it all so so well um so that it's just like so fascinating and interesting and another thing that i love is like the romance there's no rules when it comes to romance with this author which i really mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. um so we have, you know, inst- like she sets it up. It's like, okay, so we have the chosen one and we have the chosen one's assassin best friend and they're both like special and perfect. And then there's like the special and perfect girl. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well automatically we're going to have like a love triangle, right? And it's like incorrect. No. They're all in love. Um, love it. Love and that for us. <laughs> yeah. I really, really love it for us. And even though they're all like, again, like, quote unquote, like special and perfect. Like you'd, you'd look at them and you'd be like, oh my God, look at all their powers. They're so like spiced up and sexed up and whatever, but they're actually such fucking dorks that it's like unbelievable. <laughs> like you literally have this woman and it's like, oh, like she, you know, she's stronger than 10 men and she can rip people apart with her bare hands. And then it's like, but she doesn't, she's afraid of heights. So they have to like jump into, they have to like jump off a waterfall at one point. And it's not even that deep. It's like, there's water there. There's no stones in the water. Like as far as fantasy goes, it's like a relatively safe thing. Mm -hmm. And so here she is. I mean, she's encountered so many issues in her life and like, just like blast her way through them. And then she's like, Oop, nope. Scared of heights. You guys have to go be strong men, jump off, make sure it's safe for me. (laughs) And so they do. And, uh, she's left like standing up there. And like freaking out basically. And so what do they do to convince her to jump down? They start making fun of her and they're like, oh my God, you're such a chicken. And they start like making like chicken noises um, to get her to jump into the waterfall, which of course like pisses her off. She's like, no, fuck you guys. I can do it too. Like, don't make fun of me. So it's not like (laughs) logic that gets to her. She's like, I will not be shown up by these two idiots. And so like, that's like the dynamic that you have between the three of these people. It's so... It's just so good. I love, I mean, there's representation for everyone on every level. There's a lot, there's like, um, asexuality, aromanticism, but then there's bi, there's pan. I mean, there's literally like an entire festival in one of the magic systems where people like switch genders if they want to. It's like, oh, you want a gender change? Just like go to the festival and that will be done for you. And so it's like soup. It's just so queer and every, like wherever this author can, she just bends all of the rules and takes everything that you kind of like know and makes it so like fun and inclusive and interesting. And again, like I just plays by absolutely no rules. The fourth book introduces like a pair, like two girlfriends. So a sapphic couple, except one of them is a dragon and the other one is a kraken. And there's like a whole conversation about like whether or not they have like physical relationships. So Steph, here's your monster <laughs> fucking lesbian monster fucking for you. I mean, look, um, I'm here for it. Devour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just it's a lot of fun. Um, I get that I've been like posting um, updates on my Goodreads, and I get that a lot of people kind of hesitate from the series because as I've explained, there's a lot of magic and like worlds and, and, um, politics and like naming systems that go into it. So it's actually, it's definitely one of, one of the more involved books that I have read. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I've, I'm reading it for like the 18th time. So I get it right now. And like, I can move through the books very quickly and easily. But when you're first starting out, it's definitely like, what, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, and I still recommend it. Like if you're willing to put in the time, you know, it is five books, which is more than three, but less than like Miss Sarah J. Mass's, you know, seven plus whatever else she has coming down the pipeline. It's not like Brandon Sanderson where there's 18,000 things happening and it's all a collected world. It's just five books. If you can, you know, make the time commitment, I highly, highly recommend them because again, they're also just like so funny. I mean, they're told in like chronicle standpoints. And mm-hmm. so the like narrators will be like kind of making footnotes of the chronicle as they go along as the story progresses and the care and one of them like the main character he like puts footnotes where he's like i hate this part and it's a scene where like his parents are having sex he's like (laughs) i did not want to read this (laughs) and like whatnot it's just so like it's so funny um and even though it's really intense i think that the pacing is really fun and it's actually like kind of lighthearted. Um, it's just so enjoyable and romantic and interesting. Again, I'm just going to use the word interesting because I've never seen a world that is so involved and like so creative. So definitely the Ruin of Kings. There's an entire, one more thing and then I'll shut up, but there's an entire, (laughs) like, there's an entire religion based around snakes and like you like pray to the snake god, basically. So basically you're a card holding member. No, it's. (laughs) <laughs> it's so fucking funny. You like pray to the, they pray to the snake God. Um, and if you are like, like believed to be devout enough, you get turned into like his most devoted followers would have their heads turned into like snake heads. So they're normal oh, nice. except for they have a snake head. Nice. And it's just like, it's just Sounds like, like it's my so kind of party weird. basically is right. And it's amazing because the snake people have like parties that are just orgies and they have dances where somebody gets stabbed. Like the crescendo of the dance is somebody gets stabbed. (laughs) Like it's literally so random and fun and weird and like, I just, I fucking love this series. Please, I beg of you, everyone read it. It's so like, (laughs) if you are looking for epic fantasy that is queer as fuck and also funny, this is it. This is, it will check all of your boxes. It's so, so good. So that is my recommendation. Um, It definitely has a lot of water lust because like, obviously there's an island full of like snake people. There are, you know, wintry places. There's a jungle where everyone like lives in the trees. There's a capital city that has all sorts of like really interesting cuisine. So definitely... This place gives me water lust, the whole, the whole thing. Minus the Hell Island. I would not want to visit that place, but other than that, I'm down. Um, So yeah, okay. All right, now I'm done. I just, I can't, I really genuinely get like a childlike excitement whenever I talk about the series. Well, what's also really funny is the July prompt is, is read a, an Ava Uh, book. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to get a mirror, uh, you know, (laughs) like a repeat of what Ava's talking about in this episode so in case you were like (laughs) not paying attention don't worry it'll be recommended Mm -hmm. again at least twice more times this year I promise oh my god (laughs) well June well let's look because June is queer so I'll recommend Mm -hmm. it again and then July is me and then what is August do you remember what August is 
Was it a TBR one? All, no, like, I think that was just. I think no, that was December. I think that was something. Here, I'm looking it up. All right, please hold everyone. It's so embarrassing that we don't remember our own schedule, but well, I mean, is, okay, so. <laughs> Read a book that released three plus years ago. So The Ruin of Kings was actually released in 2018. So that's yeah. three plus years ago. Uh, read a book that features sports. Um, I'm going to count assassinations as sports. So that's September. Read a book that has witches in it. That is also The Ruin of Kings. It has witches. Uh, November is... Okay, so that might be it. I don't think that it is a retelling of anything. And I also don't think that it's... I mean, maybe it's been on your TBR for more than one year. If it has, this is your sign, your cosmic recommendation to read it. So anyway, now I'm done. But yeah, it basically fits all the prompts. So from now until November, I will be recommending this book. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So Steph, it's your turn. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry to derail the conversation. Oh, no. It's not derailing your own point, technically. I mean... <laughs> This, this, look, again, on brand. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're not surprised. Let me see. So I've read in May, a lot of the books that I've read were either for the bookish box or possibly for the bookish box. A lot of the books that I read in May really were. Um, and like I said, a lot of them fit the bill. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to think of one that did not have like any connection to the bookish box. Um, <laughs> Are you out of curiosity, not allowed to tell us if no, you I, have connections to the bookish box? Uh, well, I won't say w- which ones they are. I'll just tell you, Got it. like I'll, I'll tell you guys what I read and then possibly by the time um, this episode airs, things will have already been announced. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> It could well, it be is. process of elimination from from the books that I mentioned that I've read. <laughs> so you guys Got will it. be able to see. Um, okay. So obviously, um, I read Gleam um, by Raven Kennedy um, for our read-along. That was supposed to be on schedule, but because Glo <laughs> got moved... <laughs> um, um, it's fine because like, I, honestly, any excuse to reread the Plated Prisoner series, I am always down. Um, I love that series. So, and it was really, really good. Um, I read, uh, I did a reread of the Off Campus series this month, um, which was actually pretty, it was like a great idea that I did because, um, my team was eliminated from the NHL playoffs. And so like, I was like going oh. through, through hockey withdrawal. Um, so, so it was great. Right. So it was great <laughs> to like read hockey romance where teams win things or if they lose, it doesn't affect my psyche. So, um, that was nice. Uh, <laughs> I, um, let's see, I read, um, an upcoming release. I don't actually know when it's releasing uh, because the author hasn't like the author said that they're planning on likely releasing it in September, but um, she hasn't mentioned like an actual like date. And I think that the reason that she hasn't mentioned a date was because she's actually currently writing the, the sequel to it. 
And she wants mm-hmm. them to like drop around the same time. So like people don't have to wait too long in between books, which was nice. Um, so uh, that one is called House of Beating Wings by um, Olivia mm-hmm. w- Wildenstein or Wildenstein. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but that's the first book of a new um fantasy romance series uh what really piqued my interest was that um she was like oh this the heroine has two love interests but it's not a love triangle and and we were like oh Whoa. okay so right so we're like so it. it's is it a thruple or like is it a reverse harem like what what's happening <laughs> um and if anybody like hasn't heard about it or if you're curious definitely go to olivia's um instagram i believe her handle is olives something like olives 21 or something like that um because she posted like face casts like face inspo for each of the characters and one of them is very tarquin-esque <laughs> Ava. I'm he is... pulling this up right now. <laughs> he's he's definitely right not me. as brown as Tarquin, but he is definitely not white. And he has long braids. And it, yeah, like, but honestly, regardless, like, so he's a, um, a fae prince. And um, she posted art, you said? Oh, uh, no, it's like actual, like, uh, like a teaser image that has... Like three people on it. It's got like two, like two men, obviously, and and a woman on it. Um, and so basically, it's it kind of has um, chosen one vibes, but it's not straight chosen one. Um, I don't want to like give too much away about it because I went into it completely blind, and I'm glad that I did because, um, I I don't know. I think I enjoyed it more. So like, I just want everybody to go into it blind. I'm not gonna say too too much about it, (laughs) other than it. It gave me like plated prisoner vibes in the sense that uh, like the plot, the story, the vibe, while it felt familiar mm. in the sense that like there's fey lore to it, um, it still felt very original. Like it felt different from everything else that you've been reading within that like, you know, trope or genre. Um, it's very heavily influenced. Uh, like there's a lot of Italian um, like influence because there's a lot of like Italian words and places and things and but it's obviously a fantasy world but um it's like Mm -hmm. seaside seaside town blah 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 blah. Italy like I mean true true um I like I well I mean water boys um (laughs) there there is a water boy in this one um he is a boat captain so I'm sure Ava's going to latch on to him um when she reads yes she is um there are sea serpents in it um and I can say this because this is in the prologue in the very beginning of the book so it is not at all a spoiler but the heroine um she has like a fey grandmother and she never had any like powers manifest so they they assume that she just was kind of like either latent or like whatever right and um mm-hmm. she falls into this canal um where the sea serpents are and people were worried about like you know people don't typically like if usually like if a human or or whoever falls into the sea canal the serpents eat them and apparently like right right just you know as as one does and she kind of gets like ensnared by one and then like it like like she charms it so she kind of has like 
almost like animal charming like like ability i don't know like so mm-hmm. so anyway so she basically befriends a freaking like like me with dior Caesar. exactly exactly basically. um <laughs> and so it doesn't kill her and then people are like wondering like oh what is you know what why because you don't have any powers and whatever so like they're just they were trying to figure it out so anyways and then so it takes place the prologue takes place 10 years before the story actually begins and um so it is not at all YA I would say that it's it's um new adult for sure there there is some mm, like they're like it's not completely tame in like mm-hmm. sensual sexual stuff but it doesn't have a ton in it but you don't miss it because there's a lot of setup. There's world building. The characters are really interesting, compelling. Um, I was not bored. The pacing was really great. Um, and there is a dark, uh, morally gray. Uh, I'm like trying to word it so I'm not spoiling. Like character that's very much resand like, but not resand in the Ooh. sense to turn um Ava and myself off. Um, I'm like but, ew, trying not to say ew. I know, I know, no, no. It's it's really, really great. I mean, obviously, there's a reason why the book is called House of Beating Wings. Um, it is going to be a trilogy. Um. So, and like I said, the second book should be coming out right around the time that the first one does. Um, it's really, really, it's it's great. Like, definitely, I I can guarantee that lovers of Akatar and uh, from Blood and Ash and um, what's the other one, Plated Prisoner, like, you guys would love, love, love that book. It's really great. Um, okay, so I read that. I read um, Court of the Vampire Queen by Katie Robert, which is technically she had released it as it was like a three-part like novella originally Mm -hmm. and so it was i think it was originally called the bloodline vampire series and um so now it's like they they bound it up into like one book and now it's called court of the vampire queen so if anybody read them as they were coming out individually that's what it was i actually never got around to reading the third part I had only read the first two so like when I went in to go read it I like basically ended up rereading the first two because it had been so long and (laughs) something to note that I completely forgot um the series we just did the the read-along for the dragon's bride um Azazel who is the like the demon um in that obviously deal with the demon he originally appears in court of the vampire queen <gasps> oh my god i'm adding it to my tbr yesterday then i love azazel i completely forgot no i completely forgot like well and i guess i just never made the connection because i'd only read the first two and azazel he first shows up in the second of the three um, but it was kind of like a fleeting, not, well, not really like a fleeting thing, but like, cause basically in Court of the Vampire Queen, they're trying to find a way to like break a curse mm-hmm. kind of. And, um, and one of the, one of the vampires in this poly relationship, um, which I'm going to talk more about Court of the Vampire Queen in my recommendations for next month, but this is just Azazel <laughs> in context. Um, <laughs> One of the vampires knows Azazel 
And so mm. he suggests like, oh, I can like, let's let's summon Azazel and maybe see if maybe we can break this curse with Azazel's help. But of course, Azazel, when he shows up in the second one, he's like, OK, well, I can help you, but you have to basically it's the same. Yeah, it's going to uh, cost you. Yeah, the same cost that he frames in the Dragon's Bride. Um, so mm. it's like you have to you have to commit to seven years of service in the demon realm. And obviously the vampire boyfriends are like, no, we're not doing that. Um, so <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's that's his like appearance in the second one. But he has a much bigger role in the third one. Um, so the whole time I was like, oh, and then the epilogue of, well, the third or now the end of this book is the meeting of Azazel and the heads of the other realms that we already Ooh. meet, that we meet in Bride of the Vampire, the, the Bride of the Vampire, that's not it, <laughs> in the, the Dragon's Bride. So again, really, really cool. Um, I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was great. I mean, honestly, I feel like Katie Robert can do no wrong. Um, I am it's obsessed true. with her writing and her books. So uh, yeah, so I think that those were the only ones that I read. Oh, last but not least, I read... Um, these fuck. What is it called? It's the it's Jay Bree's books. Uh, the bonds. Something. Oh, bonds. broken bonds. Yes. Whatever the first one is, I read that. Um, like why I'm like why can't I just fucking read it and I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but honestly, again, on brand for for those of us that read regularly, like don't ask me about what I read and why I liked it because my answer is going to be the same every time. I don't remember. I just can tell you that I liked it. Um, No. So that one I went into completely blind as well um, because I was told that it was reverse harem. And Mm -hmm. um, while it is, it's also very much bully romance and as many people know, oh. that's like not my vibe um, at all. Because um, the thing is, is like, and I know that the argument with bully romance and again, to each their own, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum, is of course I should, for all intents and purposes, I should love bully romance because it's enemies to yeah, lovers. True. <laughs> However, it, like a lot of the time when, in bully romance, and it's not necessarily with this book, but just like as a whole, that subgenre I find that like there's no chemistry like there's no like you know like we're we're, like obviously like you just Mm. have kind of like verbal like it it feels like it's just giving mean like why would I even like yeah I'm physically attracted to you but that does not mean I'm gonna give you the time of day like if we're gonna be at odds like that like why I have zero like interest and like there's one like a couple of them like she kind of just has like a you know push and pull type of relationship with but then like there's one particular one of the guys in the relationship who um it's just really really mean and granted I understand where he's coming from based on like again the prologue you, you like you understand like they're all um like they all are like faded mates essentially, and so they're mm-hmm. they're mated, they're bound to this person who ran away from them, um, and in her mind, like she was doing it for their own good because she's hunted and they don't know this, right? Um, right. and so like she had the best of intentions, but like 
they, in, at the beginning of this book, they think that she ran away from them just because she like was refusing them as individuals. And so mm-hmm. he's just really, really fucking mean to her. Like really mean. Like oh. there's one, there's like, there's one incidence where like she ends up like getting ambushed during like, like a PE class. Like, let's just say it's a PE class. It's a college. She's in college. So it's not <laughs> YA. Um, but like she gets ambushed and like it's clobbered over the head and she, so she ends up like in the hospital or something. And then he's like, I hope you don't expect me to like, or any it's sympathy out of me. Or like, I hope that you weren't doing this just for attention. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. Like, <laughs> like Classy. sir, wow. sir, uh, <laughs> the fuck? So anyway, um, so that was my only like critical gripe about it. But like the, the, the magic and the paranormal aspect that's, woven into the story is great so at surface level it's a book that i would enjoy um it's just i can't like i don't vibe very well with bully romance but i did finish it i didn't dnf it um and um i'm curious to read more i think it's going to be like a five book series and right now i think there are only three books out so Mm -hmm. uh yeah okay so that is enough out of me um while i allow my esophagus my larynx to recover from my coughing oh, fit. Ava, wow. why don't you mention your yeah. other four books you read this month or two books, Lord. I guess. <laughs> well, so the second, I mean, the second one that I read was the name of all things, which is the second book in the ruin of King series. Um, I think that my like three sentence pit or three word pitch is fire feminism and sorcerer horses. You heard that correctly. Sorcerer horses. Okay, you know? Yeah. You know, I was telling, listen, I'm telling you this author, she's like, I don't even fucking care. There's, so I really, I really love this series. I'm not going to let, this isn't like a spoiler. The, I mean, I don't want to say that the two books are standalones, but they're the first book and the second book take place at the same time, just with different characters narrating them. So not standalone, but they're, you know, talking about the second won't necessarily spoil the first. Um, but it's really cool. It, I mean, it's really cool. <laughs> um, this poor fucking woman. It's actually not cool at all. I feel deeply bad for her. <laughs> it's not at all cool. I mean, it's really cool, it's but it's not. not. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's really sad. She. So she doesn't sleep, which Steph, you can relate. Big mood. Um, Definitely. Does not sleep. She. <laughs> But she, so she, she technically sleeps, but she doesn't. And what I mean by that is that when she goes to bed and like starts to fall asleep, she actually dies every night and her mind basically goes I can also relate. I can also relate. (laughs) Her mind goes to hell. So she's in hell every single night. So this is an autobiography. (laughs) Is your name Janelle? And do you have two super hot chosen one boyfriends? Because. You don't know my life. I don't know your life. It's true. You very well could be hiding them under the bed. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So she's, everyone's like, whoa, like she's the only one who can do that. She goes to hell every night and she like fights demons while she's there. That's like insane. And it's true. She's not supposed to be able to do that, which is of course a, you know, conundrum for everyone in the series because that's not supposed to be a thing that people can just do. Um, and, (laughs) and then because Jen Lyons, who's the author does not give any fucks. She just decided that there was going to be a race of, omnivorous horses nice who are actually not horses 
Um, and they are magicians, so magician horses, and yeah. mm-hmm. one of them goes, you know what, I don't want to leave her alone in the afterlife, so he sends himself to hell every night to hang out with her. And I'm sure that everyone's listening to this going, bitch, what the fuck, but I promise it actually... Is it weird? Yes. But it's mostly, it's not like strange in the sense that it's off-putting. It's just mostly chaotic, which I think we can, at least a lot of listeners of this podcast will appreciate because that's what this podcast is, is it's just completely unhinged and there are no rules and it's just pure chaos and you're very much along for the ride. Like that is this book. Um, So I love the sequel. It's so much fun. It's Again, an absolute riot. There's this like old woman who's part. I love when the I love when the gang includes old people because they never get to be there. But it's this old woman who literally gives zero fucks. She steals from everyone. <laughs> She's an unrepentant liar. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're not an old woman. Get out of here. Um, I mean, but I steal from everyone and I lie. <laughs> she. <laughs> But that's literally her. She gambles constantly and wins because she cheats every time. And people just assume that she doesn't because she looks like this nice old lady. (laughs) Um, No, I am like obsessed with her. It's so, she just scandalizes. Even the young people are completely scandalized. They're like, oh my God, (laughs) you can't do that. And then she just does. It's amazing. Please, everyone, I beg of you, read the series. It's so fucking funny and interesting. There I go with interesting again, but it's just so chaotic. I can't. Um, I'm currently on the third book right now, um, listening to it. And I'm actually going to say that I finished the third and the fourth in May because it's only taking me like a day and a half to get halfway through the third book and it's the longest in the series. So I have a feeling I'll finish the fourth by the end of May. Um, I really like that one because that's where Steph's monster fucking kink comes in. That is the one with the <laughs> Kraken and Dragon girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Super can't wait to reread that one, especially because I've only read it once. It's the first and it's the only one in the series that I've only read once. So I'm very excited to go back and reread it and steep into it. And then the other books that I read were Nemesis Games and Babylon's Ashes by James S.A. Corey. They are the fifth and sixth books in the Expanse series, um, which is that sci-fi series that has been taking me so long to read. I talked about it maybe in March, but for sure in April. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's very politicky. That's kind of been like holding my attention more so than like romance honestly, in the past few, like, weeks. Um, so that's been enjoyable. Babylon's, or, um, yeah, Babylon's Ashes was kind of a letdown because, you know, when the fifth and sixth books, or not the fifth and sixth, but, like, any, you know, sequential books in the series could kind of be combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of the syndrome that they're suffering from. Like, Ugh. Nemesis, the fifth one was really, really good, but then the sixth one, I'm like, if you guys had just made the fifth one a little bit longer and used like a quarter of this book, everything would have been fine. Um, I hate that. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a little bit slow. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of slow. And Mm -hmm. so that was not really what I was super wanting for myself. Um, And then the last book that I read was Gleam as well. So very excited to talk with Steph about Gleam and all of our thoughts regarding uh, that book because of course we have many um, we are like chomping at the fucking bit for glow so 
Yeah, we're super excited. I know. And it's, you know, a glow is unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, releasing in mild anxiety month for me. Um, so <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the only downside, but I will make the time. Yeah. I'm going to make the yeah. time um, to read we're it. We're going to figure it out. There is, I mean, I have great. only, you know, seen nothing but amazing teasers um yeah. for rip and glow so i want it give it to me now Peace. Yep. yep 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 exactly exactly so yeah those are those are all the books that i've read um i'm really excited to continue with the series that i am in the middle of fortunately i'm almost done with the expanse i did finish the sixth book and i'm pretty sure that there are nine which means that i only have three more to go okay. so nice Holy shit, I feel like I've been reading this forever, though. I think I started, because I started the first one. I started the first one on the plane to Austin, so in February. So, yeah, I feel like I really have been reading them for Ever. eight years. I know, especially um, yeah, when we're so used fine. to, like, just getting through everything so quickly when we're reading. Yeah. And what's so funny is, like, I always feel so, like, defeated when it's taking me longer than a few days to finish a book, when in reality, mm-hmm. like, that's what typical reader like typical readers yeah. take more than a day to read something like it's not mm-hmm. not everybody has the you know luxury right. time and ability to read everything in one day so it's always so funny that I like get, get down on myself but then I'm like oh like at least I'm not spending when six like, months reading a book like <laughs> right and especially when we're like working and everything too you know it's not like yeah it's not like it's like one thing if for example, I always feel the same way. I feel defeated if I'm on vacation and I don't read because mm-hmm. usually like there's time on the flight or, you right. know, like stick in an audio book or like that's you time and then I feel bad. But mm-hmm. I try to be more lenient when it's just like a, a busy like work month. Like my boss literally canceled her vacation so that she could keep working for, in May. So like that's where we're at. She was like, fuck this. I can't. I, I can't leave. So that's where yeah. you're at, obviously. There's no vacations in sight until Disney in September. So we, we, do we, don't, we don't have to too, feel too bad for ourselves. It's fine. I know. It's fine. I know. I have to. I, it's a constant reminder. And honestly, this is also a constant reminder for anyone listening who's also going through the same thing. Yeah. Like, don't beat yourself up if you can't finish a book quickly. I know yeah. that it's also really stressful when it is, like, for example, like Sarah's books. When those come out, like mm-hmm. you really are stressed to read because you don't want any spoilers um, yeah. unless that's your thing. But like, yeah, I always get I mean, well, and then, of course, like for me, obviously, I also read for work. And a lot of the times mm-hmm. I have to read really quickly because, you know, we have a quick turnaround time to um, get design concepts approved with authors and publishers and stuff. So it's <laughs> it's a little it's it's a little a little stressful but i thankfully i'm not hitting a point where like i don't want to read period even though i have to read for work and stuff so um yeah but anyways um but on a positive note let's quickly dive into june's prompt yes please i mean honestly that's just looking in the mirror you're going gay but like um, <laughs> but for everyone else who does not identify queer, uh, let's go gay um, for June. We are really excited. As Ava said, we read gay all year long. Um, but of course, we could not allow Pride Month to go by without having a wonderfully gay 
theme. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll give a couple and then obviously you can give a couple. I, I have a really long list. I'm like trying to like, I just... know, I, I pare it down as like tricky. Yeah. So this it's is going to really be like hard. speed dating. Like we're not yeah. really going to go through like all of the details, Everything, but we're just yeah. going to fire them off. Just, <laughs> just know that if we are recommending it, it is either a book that we have read and loved um, read multiple times and or feel like everyone should read. So even yeah. if we don't get a chance to like really delve deep into what it's about, please, please, please give them the time of day to at least like check them out. Um, totally. Okay. Uh, so first and foremost, it's a contemporary. I have a lot of, I think a lot of mine are primarily contemporary, um, which is going against the grain really. There are a lot <laughs> of great gay non-contemporary books but a lot of the ones that I love the most are contemporary so the first one is Try by Ella Frank and it has an openly bisexual hero and then the other guy was primarily heterosexual and (laughs) then kind of leans Demi to then bi so um it is uh it it I think it's a three book or four book series um, and they're all connected. So you have to start with try and it's the same couple and all three it's Tate and Logan like love that series. It's a slow burn. <laughs> um, so Ava, that's for you. Um, <laughs> it's a slow burn. I, that is one that I do not recommend the audiobook. I know that a lot of people love them, but I, I personally do not like the audiobook because number one, it is a dual POV and they use the same mail for both, which I understand. Mm. But I mean, why do you need to yeah. get two different mails, right? But um I just the the the, the sex it's too much. He he goes too hard um <laughs> in the audiobook. So uh <laughs> no. Uh but yes, try by Ella Frank. Um, a couple more, obviously the, um, oh man, the Wes, Wesme, I don't remember, I don't remember what the, the actual series is called, but it's the Him, Him and Us by L. Kennedy and Serena Bowen, um, hockey bros. I'm going to co-sign on that one because I just started listening to it. I didn't count it as a May read because I have literally listened to like five seconds, but so far it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know about the. I, I I'm sure the audio is amazing because I love both of the um, narrators that are in that. Um, but mm-hmm. the the main premise on that is like they are friend. They they're really great friends. Uh, so they're it's friends to lovers. Um, one is uh definitely gay and out, and then the other one is not. So it's kind of the same as like the Try series. Um, a little bit, but it's like mm-hmm. really sweet because they've been friends since youth and um they now they're in adulthood and they go back to this like summer hockey camp that they met at uh to be counselors and so it's Mm -hmm. close proximity friends to lovers really really great the second one is (laughs) when um because they're both hockey players the second one is uh both of them are in the league in the NHL and they're kind of they're they're learning how to navigate like cohabitating and stuff and it's it's really great. Um there are a couple of spin-off books from those but yes, love love love. Um I'll give one more and then I'll let Ava go and then I'll go again. Um <laughs> Uh the next one is um 
they're by the same author, so I'm going to give both of them. The first one is Fresh Catch by Kate Canterbury, and that one is Small Town. Um, one is a lobster fisherman, so he's a water boy. Therefore, Ava added to your TBR. Yeah. My man. Yeah. The other one is a millionaire who um, gets shipwrecked. <laughs> it's like oh, like shipwrecked oh, on this like God, in this bless. little like fisherman like fish fishing town um in i believe it's in Rhode. no i think it's in maine actually um and so close proximity um grumpy sunshine uh it's great um that one is really good as a standalone um and also from kate canterbury is missing in action which is a like spinoff-ish of the Walsh family series that I can never shut up about. I'm obsessed with it. Mm. Um, It is about Wes, who is the brother of one of the heroines and also the brother of one of the heroes that ends up marrying Mm -hmm. into the... Both of them end up marrying into the Walsh family. And so he is the third sibling, but he is obviously gay. And he... um, He's ex-military, emotional baggage, in the closet still... Um, and he ends up hooking up with the, uh, personal assistant of his sister-in-law. Um, and so it's again, close proximity. Uh, great. Um, highly, highly recommend. Um, I will say though, if anybody plans to read it, like you can obviously read it as a standalone. You don't need to have any prior knowledge, but I would say at least read, the first Walsh book and the fourth Walsh book before you read that one, just so that you'll enjoy it a lot more because the characters are like making appearances and you you would appreciate the like cameos more. I think if you know them before that book, but anyways, okay, nice, Ava, go ahead. Nice. Give, give, give your, give some recs. Okay. Well, so the first one that I'm going to recommend is Fury Born by Claire Legrand. I love this one. Um, so it's, it's YA, but it's kind of, it's very Akatar-esque in the sense where you're like, mm, is it really YA? Are we, are we so <laughs> sure about that? Um, so don't, don't be put off by the YA in the title or in the category, whatever. Um, it's told from the point of view of two heroines, um, both of whom are bisexual and have bi relationships. They're with guys, they're with girls, they're doing their best. It's amazing. I really love how bloodthirsty both of the women are. Um, I, it's a, it's just such an interesting take on, again, like the chosen one and especially like what happens to women in particular when they're put in the spotlight and like what happens mm-hmm. when they completely crumble under societal pressure. Um, it's super sexy, very like bloody, very morally gray, like morally gray to the nth degree, like basically straight up evil and it's queer. So I love that for us. Um, it's so good. Please read it. One of my favorite series of all time. Um, this is okay. Actually, several of these are YA. So that's <laughs> well, that's good. Um, well, I mean, because I, I have all adult. We are rounded I don't out. think I have any Perfect. YA. Yeah, so. Perfect. It's so a nice balanced um, mix here. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, actually, no, I'm going to do an adult one first. Um, Wicked Beauty by Katie Robert, because oh my God, it is another thruple. It's amazing. It's uh, Patroclus, Achilles, and Helen. 
And I know everyone's going, Helen, why not, you know, Briseis or anyone else? But Helen, trust me, it's so good. I really liked this um, installment. It's the third in the Neon Gods, so the Dark Olympus series. Um, and I really like it because it almost has like a more fantasy-esque aspect. Because uh, one of the things that surprised me about that series was that it wasn't paranormal. I thought it was going to be paranormal. For some reason, it feels like it's marketed as paranormal. It, almost, I felt like it was I know in the beginning. Like, yeah, 100%. And so I was like, when I went into it, I was like, wait, what? Like, there's no magic? I mean, it's fine. Like, it's still so, so good, but it is contemporary. But with this one, there is like the plot, which I don't really want to spoil because it's just so mm, chef's kiss. But um, I will say, too, that Katie says that it's uh, it's it's fan fiction like it's it's so it's not oh. like a retelling it's that she retelling. would she yeah she would so again like in, in case you guys see Got like it. the premise of her future books and previous books and you're like wait a minute like they never like that's not a thing uh just just know that like <laughs> she like it she is not trying to stick like canonically to like <laughs> the mythological Greek like pairings okay. right yeah, cool. yeah 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 so anyways i'm sorry go ahead great I love that because a lot of them are problematic AF. So I mean, awesome. Yes. <laughs> we're looking at you, Zeus. Uh, we're looking only at you. Um, no, just kidding. But well, anyway, um, many of them. The, uh, many. <laughs> not just Zeus. Not Questionable Zeus. behavior from quite a few. Um. From everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Most of you. Everyone's sit down. Um, but yeah, so the plot is fun because it definitely takes the characters on like a bit of a journey that kind of feels more fantasy esque, even though it isn't, and it's still strictly contemporary so that mm -hmm. was a lot of fun it's full of action um again like i said thruple i really like that it wasn't just um like you can tell that katie robert really thought it out because i've definitely seen um polyamory where it's just kind of like oh they all fell in love all together all at once and they automatically understood that there was no jealousy no nothing and she makes it happen in what I feel is like a much more organic way where it's like they do kind of clash at times, but never in like, mm -hmm. never in truly bad ways. Um, and it's just, it's so good. So sexy. I remember I was reading it in public and I kind of wanted to die a little bit because that book, I think it's like the sexiest in the series. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. And it wasn't, it wasn't like an ebook. It wasn't an audiobook. It was like, everyone knew exactly what it was. And I was using, it came with my arc came with a, like the little art print that has Achilles and Patroclus like both shirtless, like writhing over an almost naked Helen. And I was using that as my bookmark. And I was like, oh my God, it was so, I was just very much trying to keep myself together and Which, was almost um, losing it in also, public, so. I just saw because yeah. they just sent me a finished copy. Um, yeah, that it's on the same, inside. Yeah, it's a, it's a step back, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in case anybody is so like, exciting. what the fuck is Ava so talking exciting. about? Well, go look at the yeah. finished copy and put, like, it's, it's, it's in within gorgeous. the first, uh, like, in the front cover. You'll see it under the first flap. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's so good. Um, okay, another one is Forging Silver into Stars. So, this is a YA. This is Bridget Kemmerer's, like, most recent book. If it hasn't come out, no, it comes out in June now. They switched the release date up. Um, but it's a YA, so it's a spinoff of her Curse Breakers trilogy. I am, of course, a huge fan of Bridget. I'm a huge fan of the Curse Breakers trilogy, and I can promise you that this book is so good. It kind of brings all of the angst. I really like it because Bridget has kind of gotten into the habit of, and I, oh, wow. no, I, just, I hear angst, okay? and I'm like, 
<laughs> but it's like I know, no, no. I know, but the, here's the thing though: when there are some, like obviously Bridget. Like no, Bridget is an author that I've read and enjoyed, and there are other authors that I've read and enjoyed that don't typically like have angst in everything that they write. But then when they do mm-hmm. write angst, I can handle it because I trust the process. When it's usually yeah. like, and God bless, like I love Mariana Zapata. Like I do, like the ones that I, <laughs> no, the books, that, no, the books, <laughs> books of hers that I like, I love. So I, I can believe when people tell me that her writing is great. I have never DNF'd any of her books, okay? So again, even somebody who hates angst, any of the books that I've read, I have finished it. So the writing is still really great. I just am like, oh, and when you know that that's what they're known for, it's like, oh, no, thanks. Uh, That's not for me. Mm-hmm. So, but Bridget is not like, oh, Bridget is known for her angst. So if you tell me that Bridget has a book with angst, I'm like, it's not going to completely turn me turn it, turn me off of it. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. but. But I just don't pretend I'm not a fan of angst, period. So like usually if you lead with angst when you are giving me a recommendation, know that I will not read it more likely, most likely than not. I will not. Uh, but anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. So angst. Yay for you. <laughs> Good Lord. It's, you know, it's just one of those things where the characters have like very complicated relationships. And so like, I love the way that she writes because it's not to me, it's not like cheesy angst. It's very it's just like because there is cheesy angst please do not misunderstand me especially in the (laughs) YA era where I'm just like oh my god like this is get over it um exactly but with Bridget I've always felt that like honestly her uh, like even her YA has always felt more mature and more adult Mm -hmm. to me not necessarily Mm -hmm. in terms of like like sexually explicit content it just always felt like it has a wow that's like an actual problem that like real people go through and therefore and the way that she just writes it is so like deep you could just feel it mm-hmm. um and if you've read the curse breaker series you know that there there's specific i mean the main one of the main relationships that isn't romantic is like extremely fucked um like on all levels and so this book kind of dives into that a little bit you have another character who's on the outskirts like trying to figure out his role in that in in between these two people he's literally acting as like a messenger between the two of them mm-hmm. um so he's quite literally in the middle of the conflict um and in the middle of the angst but then there's also romance he like starts up a uh an accidental romance with a blacksmith who i just oh it's just so good i'm sorry i can't it's been a minute since i read the book i beta read for Bridget when she was like in the process of writing it which means that I read it about a year ago <laughs> so it's been a it's been a second but I remember just absolutely loving it again Bridget is amazing so good and she has started to get because I keep bothering her about this so I'm not gonna lie it's kind of my fault um but she keeps including these like really like sexy like morally gray side character men who kind of come into the mix and I'm no longer at an age where I feel comfortable being like, wow, this like 17 year old YA protagonist is like super hot. I love him so much. It's just <laughs> sometimes I feel a little funky. So I keep having Bridget like age up the men. So like in this one, he's 22. And then in the one that's coming out, I think next year he's 20. Or the guy who kind of plays that role is 23, at which point I'll be 23. So I keep like nudging her to age them up. Unfortunately, Bridget is sweet and um, humors me, but... I love them. So there are morally gray men there. We love them to bits. Lots, lots of, lots of love for them. Uh, but yeah, it's so good. Please read it. Um, very good. Very gay. Anyway, uh, Priory <laughs> of the Orange Tree. 
very buy good, some very gay. <laughs> That's the tagline of this very episode. Very good, very gay. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon is another like sprawling epic fantasy. That book is huge, but if you're like deterred by the fact that it's absolutely fucking massive, please keep in mind that Samantha Shannon wrote that with the intention that it would follow the story arc that would typically take a series three books to write. So it's technically three books in one. Um, again, super gay. If you like Anne Bishop's Black Jewels series, that's kind of what this one reminds me of, except like without the heterosexuality portion. Hmm. So imagine like those dynamics, but with women. Um, so yeah, I really love it. Uh, I've talked about Root of Kings. Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall. I recommend this book like constantly, so I'm not going to get too into it. But again, fake dating. Um, not necessarily enemies to lovers, but definitely like what are we to lovers? Um, <laughs> let's see. Cemetery Boys. This is a YA, but it's so fucking phenomenal that I'm just, I don't even care. I literally do not give a fuck. It's by Aiden Thomas. It is Transgender Ghost Boyfriends. Um, and that's my pitch. If that does not like send you, then I don't know what will. Um, it's so good. And let's see the house on the cerulean sea by, uh, TJ Klune. I think that everyone should read that book. It kind of like takes the place of the, the boy wizard books in my heart because Mm -hmm. it has that same like magical feel, but like where it's still youthful, but they're still dealing with real life problems, but it just like feels like a story that you'd read to comfort yourself very good Mm. love that one um so yeah those are are some more of mine Uh, any more for us i just assume you do well no yeah Uh, well thankfully we we both had wicked beauty on our list which is great um so one of us made sure to get it mentioned um (laughs) it will come as a shock to no one that i have more katie robert um recommendations uh, of course, <laughs> her Wicked Villain series is very, very queer. Uh, I love it. Um, lots of free love happening all over the place, but there are dedicated relationships that are queer and you don't have just like male male or like poly. Like you also have female female um, ca- uh, relationship representation happening in the books. Um so I love that series. Um, and of course, it does not hurt that they were originally inspired by the wi- the villains in like Disney movies. And so like you have Jafar um, and Jasmine hooking up in book one and so on and so forth. Like uh, in the second one, the, the second one is actually my favorite, which I believe is Learn My Lesson. And that one is Hades, Hercules and Meg. Um, so love Mm. that relationship. Um, okay. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the episode Court of the Vampire Queen and, um, read it, everyone. (laughs) It's really good. Uh, it is a, uh, foursome couple and they all love hooking up. (laughs) They all love penetrating (laughs) each other. It is great. I love it. Um, it's wonderful there the in, but there's also like obviously like history between the the three men um because they're the older vampires and so um they kind of are are working through their like personal issues but then also I loved that Katie made sure that 
the heroine also had um one-on-one like emotional bonding with each of the characters so it was it so it didn't feel imbalanced Mm -hmm. at all like the relationship really felt balanced um so it was great i love that um the epilogue like gives you the warm and fuzzies i love it um well the first epilogue obviously not the demon epilogue but um okay (laughs) star eater by um i believe it's kirsten Mm, something i'm sorry like it has like a really striking cover um i just started that audiobook so i can't completely vouch if it is like amazing but i will tell you that the pitch was cannibal lesbian space nuns and so i was like uh, yes please so Mm -hmm. um right now i'm not deep enough in it yet um, I will say that one critique that I have seen is that this is an adult book and it's a standalone, but it reads kind of YA. And I don't know if it's like mm. maturity or if it's like conflict and, you know, like the usual like teenage angst type like right. thing. So we'll see. TBD, but that's one that I'm reading uh, that I just started on audio. So um Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's not terrible. Um, the Sabine Valley series by Katie Robert it is not finished, but each individual book is a standalone. Um, and it was uh, pitched in the very beginning. When I, and I will never forget when Katie announced it was that she was inspired by the Seven Brides by Seven Brothers um, movie. Um, that's also a musical. Uh, and I grew up watching it and it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent problematic. Like, absolutely, under no circumstances could they reboot Seven Brides or Seven Brothers in today's economy. Um, like, there's no way because <laughs> pretty much like these seven brothers like abduct these seven women and like take them oh, to be their brides. No. Uh, like in the like West, like it's like a Western, but I will tell you that it was like one of my favorites growing up, which is saying a lot. So, um, the fact that I'm a villain lover now really, you know, that tracks. Um, so anyways, so it is a dystopian, um, and, uh, there are these seven brothers who are part of like this one house, if you will. And, um, they win the right to have brought like air quotes brides because some of the brides are men um and so it is hella queer uh once again a lot of um poly relationships there are some like standard conventional relationships but um a lot of the poly relationships have uh queer partners um so that's great um uh two more that i have uh one is a taste of golden iron which is me cheating because technically it was originally supposed to be out in June and um, they pushed the publication date to August. But please, please, please put that book on your radar. It is a standalone. It is so, 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 so good by um, Alexandra Rowland. And it is um, a high fantasy um, inspired by the Ottoman Empire. And so you've got a lot of like lush... Oh, like it's so beautiful um, and it's a prince bodyguard romance and they kind of start off on the wrong foot. So it's kind of like enemies ish to lovers, but like there are so many amazing tropes in it and it's great. Like one of my favorite scenes from the book is where um, because he's his bodyguard and he also is kind of like 
think of it kind of like a handmaiden in a way too. So they kind of is, they're kind of like the jack of all trades in this particular world. Mm -hmm. And um, so like they're in charge of like helping to dress them and da da da, but like also protecting them. And so they're in like a bathhouse after like an abduction attempt um, that happens. And um, like the bodyguard is like really on edge. And uh, like one of the, uh, I guess like the workers, I guess in the bathhouse, like offers to wash the prince's hair and the bodyguard's like, no, like he doesn't need anybody to like wash his hair or whatever, because like, obviously like he's on edge. Like he doesn't want anybody like kind of getting near him. And, um, after the person leaves, the prince is like, okay, I'll just wash my own hair. And then the bodyguard like goes over and washes his hair for him. And it's like, it is such a tender moment. Like, I wish I had more time to, like, talk about, like, to wax poetic about that, like, moment in the book. Because, honestly, it's so, so great. You've got oaths of fealty, like, legit, like, on hands and knees. Like, like I will protect you with my life. Like, it is so, oh, God, it is so good. <sighs> Anyways, okay. So, please, everybody, add that to your TBRs and plan to read that when it comes out in August. It's so good. And, um... The Prince's Poison Vow, which is also the June adult book for the bookish box. I read that way, way, way back in like the end of last year, actually. But that one is a series. So it's the first book of a series. It's a steampunk fantasy, which I have not read very many of. And so it was, again, a really nice change of pace. It is told from multiple POV, um, but... Uh, the first book primarily focuses on one main male-male queer couple, but all, all of the, not all of these, but a lot of the other secondary characters and alternate POVs that are happening in the book are queer characters. Um, and they're also like non-binary and um, transgendered um individuals that are characters as well so i love the representation and it's also like incredibly diverse too which is amazing so highly mm -hmm. recommend that um it is i will say that the way that it's formatted like the way that it's it's written it's a little confusing if you don't read the glossary first and ava will hate me for saying that because she is not uh, a glossary person <laughs> first um i mean not at the beginning of the book i know i know but i think that it's it just it, like i don't necessarily think that you need to like read every single thing but at least understand what some of like the acronyms are and stuff because like the way that the book is divided in parts it's like after the blah 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 war and but the thing is, is like it doesn't say that like on the you know the page divider so you're just kind of like mm -hmm. what so then when the chapters start in each section it starts chapter one through whatever again in each section so it's a little so if you're not if you're like kind of skimming right. or like go, like you're kind of like wait a minute hold on where did i leave off so that's that's my only that's my only like suggestion going in. Um, but yeah, there I mean, there are a lot more. And last but not least, the last one I'm going to leave everybody with is the Beautiful Monsters series by Jex Lane. And don't be deterred by monsters, Ava. Um, it's not like yeah. only monster fucking. Um, not only it's paranormal. It's paranormal. So there are just a lot of different paranormal beings that are in um, that come into play throughout the book, but it primarily focuses on one main couple, uh, which is male male, but it's really, really good. It's, it's a great series. So, and I think it's free on Kindle Unlimited too. So nice. That's all I've got. Anybody, do you have any more? Okay. I've got, 
I do have one more. Um, the Check Please series. This is it's actually a graphic novel, so I don't oh. know if we've ever recommended a graphic novel. I know. I don't think we have. Um, other than obviously like Lore Olympus. Right. Normally, honestly, graphic novels are not really like my thing, which isn't to say that there's anything wrong with them. But again, like it's kind of the same thing with the glossary where it's like, I want to imagine all of the things. Oh, right. Like, don't, don't tell me what it looks it like. My, yeah. Don't show me. I want a picture to my own head. But right. a lot of that has to do I also, I think, with like the fantasy aspect and Check, Please is a contemporary. So, mm-hmm. you know no need to like i'm happy with the visual um but imagine the off-campus series but make it gay so it's um it's so fucking funny and cute and wholesome um it is adult actually so i don't i don't think there's anything that's like super super explicit other than the language but i will get to that in a minute it's so Mm -hmm. wholesome so the premise is that um there's a so he's starting his freshman year at college. Um, his name is Biddy. He's so cute and sweet. He's this like southern boy who grew up figure skating, and they don't have figure skating at the college that he has joined. So he switches and transitions to hockey, um, and it doesn't go like super well. He kind of butts heads with like the captain, who's two years older, and he's like going you know into the profession he's going into the league um and biddy biddy is kind of there because he wants like he needs like an extracurricular there's a reason i can't remember exactly what it is but he needs to play (laughs) hockey and um maybe it's a scholarship that might be it so he has to play hockey for the scholarship um but ultimately he's not there to like be part of the league really and he's Mm -hmm. super he's kind of nervous because he's this like smallish like gay kid from the south whose interests include figure skating and like baking pie and he's entering (laughs) into this world that is like frat boys like to the nth degree um but rather than of course because it's it's pure wholesome like sweet delight like if heartstopper which i'm sure everyone is familiar with heartstopper by now especially now that it has a netflix show it's like if heartstopper was like for adults or like new adults and a little bit steamier um and funnier um so basically he and the captain start completely falling like head over heels for each other um and they get into a relationship i think by the end of like the first book i'm pretty sure but it's definitely like slow burn but super cute and definitely not like not super angsty but the captain is very much he's kind of trying to like go off of appearances and like Again, with sports, it's extremely, like, hetero-dominated, so everyone just assumes that he'll end up with, like, a cheerleader or something, Um, and that is, like, not the case, and so there's, you know, like, what will my dad think? So I don't want to say that there's, like, no angst, but it's definitely, like, predominantly wholesome. I reread the graphic novels, like, periodically just, just when I want a boost of, like, happy, because they're just, like, pure freaking joy, and they're so funny, and the hockey bros have a lot of lingo the author actually like won an award for the amount of like research that she put into um in regards to like hockey culture and all of like the nicknames and the ribbing and everything Mm -hmm. um and so it's very just like extremely in depth so if you enjoy hockey please read check please it will take you like 20 minutes because it's a graphic novel they're not long (laughs) it'll take you 20 minutes so basically literally bitch and complain fucking read it (laughs) do not it's so trust me it's so cute and it's one of those things that will make you like laugh out loud and you'll go oh and you'll just like smile like there's it's just pure (laughs) serotonin 
Um, so definitely read that one. It's so good. And then I did lie. I actually have one more. Um, I can't believe that no one has said it, but take a hint, Danny Brown, um, by Talia Hibbert. Danny. I will say that was character. on my list. I but I was like, oh, I've talked about it so much. I'm just gonna I'm gonna well, talk about something else. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm I'm saying it. So on that note, I won't talk a lot about it, but Danny is bisexual and you can definitely tell she has extreme bisexual energy. Um so yeah, please read it. I love it so much. It is uh fake dating again. And I thought you said I space dating. Obsessed. I was like, oh, did I miss space that? dating? Like, wow. Space dating, eh? Okay. <laughs> uh, you have a book for that if anybody uh, wants space dating. I'm sure. Yes, I do. I do. Um, I will say I do. Ha- I did have one more that I that I realized that I'm not. <laughs> No, 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 no. I yep. did mention it. I, I don't know why I thought I didn't, but. Oh, okay. Which one but was I will it? say. Uh, oh, no, actually. Oh, well, the one that I thought that I didn't mention was um, mm-hmm. Beautiful Monsters, but obviously I did. But I should mention um, the new Camelot series by Sierra Simone um, is also a really mm-hmm. good one. So um, obviously Ava and I could talk about gay books until we are blue in the face. Oh, for sure. I'm sure that we will also be sharing more uh, recommendations on our personal Instagrams, but as well as the Fantastic Pod Instagram. So make sure that you guys are following um, along, especially if you are stumped and you can't decide which one you want to read. Um, just it's so oh God, please definitely read queer all the time yes, all <laughs> because the time. they're so great. And especially queer books written by queer authors is also something that I strongly advocate for because um, not to say that like queer books written by non-queer authors are terrible, but just, it it just adds a nice other little bit of magic with the queer authors. But anyways, obviously we've been talking about books for a long time with this episode. So my eyes are are glazing over. (laughs) We are going to cut it cut it i was gonna say cut it short but we're not um but thanks so much for hanging in there everybody (laughs) um obviously i know obviously uh follow our socials as i mentioned you can also check out our patreon patreon.com slash fantastic and yeah i think that's all don't let the hard days win that's right (laughs) have a good one everybody we'll catch you on the next episode bye